sign of weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kolbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kolbaum. And welcome again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kolbaum, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is uh, 30 days half September, April, June, and November. Today's April uh, 29th. I remember that. 2019, and we're here to talk about you. And everything swirling around you. We'll do the markets, the economy, presidential elections, proposals, insane proposals, and so much, much more. Hope you had a good weekend. Before we get going, if you do not get this show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive. We're live 6 or 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter, Gary Kolbaum. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary articles you post. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, like to hear what you're doing, press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you. And the email service, convictionleaders.com. One month free right there at GaryK.com. Check it out. And it is Monday, so we are pre-taping the show in the final hour of the markets. That's what we got to do. So the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohr, back one of the great market timers. No gray areas with a man you're either in or out of the market with his proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. As I speak, Dow 45, S&P up 7, NASDAQ up 20, 25, NASDAQ 100 up 21. The Sox is down 1. Transport's down a juicy 64. I'll explain in a minute. Advanced declines, pretty darn good. No complaints there. Foreign markets were up. Uh, bond market's down. Uh, yield is back up to 2.536. My goodness gracious. We're waiting Google's earnings after the close. Google's up $17 today on that. Remember what we told you. And again, we don't make this stuff up. Uh, Google is trying to tell the world expectations are to be up earnings only about, let's call it 5%. Even though the last four quarters earnings were 28, 19, 24, and 32. Remember what we told you about sandbagging. All right, you want me to explain it one more time because we got emails on it? This is how Wall Street works. Companies no longer, from what I'm told, not really allowed to guide anymore, but somehow all the analysts get their uh, estimates on the company and they all are close to each other within a dime or 15 cents. Anyway, sandbagging very simply means companies that normally grow their business 20, 25, 30% judiciously every quarter, but they keep giving estimates where earnings will only be up 3, 4%. Doesn't happen every quarter, but Google's doing it this quarter. Now, anything's possible. I'd be surprised if Google came in and did not beat estimates. And I think the stock would pay a penalty if they did not beat estimates. What do I know? But I'm just letting you know. Last four quarters, 28, 19, 24, and 32. And they're trying to tell us that the uh, first quarter of this year, earnings are going to be $10.45 versus last year's $9.93. And I do not think those numbers are real. But that's just my opinion. We'll know after the close, and we'll have that for you tomorrow. Uh, after the close tomorrow will be Apple. Same thing. Apple's trying to tell us that earnings are going to be 237 versus 273, which is down 16%. There is no way Apple's reporting a 16% drop in earnings. That's my opinion. So, Gary, isn't this a con? Isn't this a sham? It's been going on forever. How is it that companies, 70 80% of the time, regardless what kind of market we're in, beat estimates? 
It's because they always guide lower and lower and lower, and Wall Street goes with it because they know beating the number works on Wall Street to a certain extent, but to a pretty decent extent. So that's the story. On today, of note, good day for financials. Uh, JP Morgan up 210, Goldman Sachs up 4, Bank America is up about 2%, uh, Citigroup's up a buck 70, and that's helping the Dow and helping the S&P. And if you look at JP Morgan, had that gap up about eight business days ago, eight trading days ago, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about 10 trading days ago. Uh, finished at 111, rallied up to 113, sat around for a week, at 114, and now is up two bucks and change today. Probably going to the old highs of 119 a quarter, it's 116.70 as I speak. Bank America broke above a little range today. You can see what we were saying over the last 10 days and moved up above. Bank America did not have a good reaction to earnings, but the group is winning out at this point. Uh, Citigroup, that one just keeps a slow ascent, as they say. Remember, these are low beta names, so they don't kind of move like, you know, you know, you know. Now, I do want to say this here, and we haven't done this in quite a while, and we're going to start doing it a lot now. We're going to talk more about initial public offerings. Why? Got a few on the move. And while they're very, very suspect numbers, we're going to report them to you because they're being accumulated. That's all. And, and I'm just looking at one right now. I'm not even going to mention the name just yet. We're going to start this in the next couple of days. Uh, it's like $150 million in sales, loses a ton of money, $3.3 billion market cap. Uh, therein lies the issue. Uh, here's one with, uh, let's see, $110 million in sales, $3.5 billion market cap, loses money. You know, so we got to be careful about we, how we mention them and let you know that you know they're just IPOs, but they're definitely on the move. Some of them, not all. Even Lyft, L-Y-F-T, that's up to and change today. I think it may that 56 this uh, 59 area may be trying to put in a low here. Not 100% sure because it's relatively new. I'm just thinking after a $72 IPO came down to about 56, opened at 88, starting to see the signs of at least being defended in the 56-58 area. We'll use 56-58. Sybil LYFD, the left. Remember, they lose a lot of money. So we're going to start mentioning IPOs more. Of, of course, as long as they show, I guess what you can call accumulation. Other areas, and I'm just going to go through a few things here. Gold and silver, real bad. If you're a gold bug, ain't happening. And gold stocks, uh, acting like the south end of a northbound jackass here. Look at the GDX. It kind of looks like that whole move from early January up to, you know, looks like a rounded top. I think it probably heads lower, notwithstanding geopolitical crap. So sorry, gold bugs and silver bugs. And silver, psh, real bad. I just had a guy uh, cold call me, wanted me to buy some silver coins. No, really. I said, why would I buy silver coins? Silver's in a bear market. Oh, it's been, I don't know. Silver's in a bear. Yeah, silver's in a bear market. Why would I buy silver coins? Oh, but they're the coins. Yeah, okay, fine. So I just want to let you know on that. The healthcare stocks, you know, they rallied up after having like a mini crash. Let's see if they settle down at lower, at higher lows. What's a higher low? Stair step up. Stair step up. Don't take out the lows again. Put a little stair step in and then move off of that. But man, oh man, I, you know, I screen them. I scanned them. Boy, were they trashed. Man, oh man, were they trashed. Things like Regeneron Pharmaceuticals from four, goes from 442 to 330 in seven weeks. Yeah, just buy anything. Throw a dart. Don't you love when you get that? All right, so we just started you off a little bit. We have a lot more. We'll have more in the markets. The latest proposal 
out of the Socialist Party. Wait, wait to hear the next one. Another one made the list. I'm Gary. This is the one only investors at. It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Okay, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Coldbaum. It doesn't get better than this. Welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So there's a ton of earnings this week, a ton of earnings next week, and then it really tapers off. But of the ton of earnings this week, there's not a lot that I... You know, I'm looking at my list here, and just stuff that just doesn't really... Is not what I would call movers, you know, that would set the world on fire and type of stuff. General Motors. Yeah, I want to see what, how General Motors reacts, but it's not going to be a market mover. Merck, it's in the Dow. But the drug stocks are kind of, you know, comatose. Uh, Merck and Pfizer in the Dow. And starting in May 12th, I got only uh, two pages of earnings, actually a page and a half. But you'll get that week Walmart in the Dow. You'll get Applied Materials in NVIDIA. You'll get Deere, Alibaba. Week after that, really whittles down, but you'll get a few uh, retailers that week. Get Target, Home Depot, Lowe's, Limited Brands, L Brands, Best Buy. So we'll keep a watch out for you, if that's okay with you. And if it's not tough. So Google after the close today, Apple after the close tomorrow, and that really is the big, big mega cap. There's a few others, but not like them. They really do uh, matter, for lack of a better way of putting it. And what we'll keep doing, you know, we've had good reactions in Lockheed Martin. Facebook gapped up on what I consider to be bad numbers. Had a bad day Friday, back up $3 today, so we're watching it. Remember Twitter, we said very good reaction, but it looks like it's going to settle down under resistance. Pulled back for three days. It's up a buck today, putting in what we call flat. Looks like a flat. That's all. So we make these lists up now of great reaction to earnings because all things being equal, if the market does nothing, the great reaction to earnings will do better than most other things. All things being equal, not 100%. SAP, another one that looks like it's putting in a flag. I mentioned the financials already. And on the other end, you got things that are not acting so well. And I'm still trying to figure out Tesla. Terrible numbers. Then the stock's been sinking. It's up 7 bucks today. They came to maybe a truce with the SEC. I don't know. Just be careful of that. Trust low. Can't trust the word they say. All he asks is consistency out of your CEOs, and he refuses, and amazing, he keeps his job. But then again, if there's really anybody more closely aligned with their company, I guess it's Elon Musk. You know? You know. Uh, good day for software. Uh, still bouncing up. Two Fridays ago, a bunch of them were under the 50-day. A bunch of them held the 50-day with a couple that are stronger. They've all rallied up with some going into new high ground on no volume whatsoever. And I think what's happened is ServiceNow, NOW, which by the way is up five bucks today, gapped up on Thursday, finished not so great, but had a good day Friday, moves into new high ground today. Uh, I think that may be doing the trick, but a lot of them have to report as we move forward. Adobe got the upgrade today, is up four bucks, was up nine though. And I must say, a lot of light volume moves to the upside. But nevertheless, uh, as mentioned, financials a very strong day. As yields back up a little bit, that helps them. And you may want to scan all the financials as you move forward. One area not so happy today, and again, this is just the Amazon effect. Let me read this. 
Today, freight brokers and carriers' worst nightmare has come true. Amazon has quietly taken its digital freight brokerage platform live at freight.amazon.com and is undercutting market prices from 26 to 33%. Early this morning, in a client note responding to Amazon's announcement to begin offering free one-day shipping to Prime members, Morgan Stanley Equities Analyst Brian Nowak made a cryptic prediction. We see Amazon's one-day Prime shipping raising consumer expectations and increasing the cost to compete in e-commerce. Over the long term, we also see this as a Trojan horse for Amazon to grow its next disruptive business, a third-party logistics network. So guess what happens today? Uh, CHR Worldwide, CH Robinson Worldwide, CHRW, down 7 today to 81 near new yearly lows. Provides freight transportation services and logistics solutions. And now they came out with pricing. Just so you know, DAT is dial-a-truck from what I know. So they have, I'm just, you ready? Baltimore to Manhattan, the DAT contract rate, $1,139. Amazon will charge, excuse me, yeah. Amazon will charge $765, a 32% discount. So they're hitting the truckers, not as bad, J.B. Hunt, Old Dominion Freight, and they're hitting the logistics companies. Amazing. I got to tell you, this Jeff Bezos, I still remember, like in the early 2000s, we were in the midst of the brutal bear market, and Bezos' Amazon stock was getting hit hard, and they used to make fun of him on CNBC on how he laughed. He really had a funky laugh. They ain't making fun of this guy anymore. He's basically turned into one of the big, huge business icons this world has to offer. You know, it used to be you worry about companies getting into other businesses because it gets away from their main platforms. Not really with Amazon. And they fumbled a couple, but on a small level. And they picked some businesses they've been able to, you know, merge into, like the, like the Whole Foods market. And now with the delivery. I mean, what other business to get into than Amazon delivers? I mean, the, I, I think they deliver like the most packages in the world. That's a guess, but I got to believe that's correct. Uh, and I'm not meaning comparing to the post office. I'm just talking to the delivery of pa- their, their packages. It's a good factoid to look up. Anyway, that's a story on Amazon today. Amazon's pulling back a little bit today. I had a good day on uh, Friday. Uh, amazing. And that's a lower cost for business. Great for business. Bad for the uh, transportation logistics companies as well as the uh, truckers, I would suggest. So just a little footnote in today's action. Up next, more in the markets. Who made Gary's list today? And my political report. I'm Gary. This is the one only investors at. You're listening to America is talking. Investors Edge. You gotta be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coltbaum. Comes highly recommended. You're gonna feel better if you talk to him. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So just so you know, once a month I'm going to do the call bomb political report. Hey, what what a good name, right? And uh, probably as we get more and more towards the election, it'll probably be bi-weekly. It's up at GaryK.com. You can go check it out. And you remember where we stand. We hate them all. But we are fiscal conservatives. Socially, we're moderate. That's all. And we have a very simple rule on people. Everybody's equal. Everyone's equal. We don't see anybody above us, anybody below us. We believe everybody should have equal whites. Man, woman, black, green, blue, orange, yellow, tall, short, obese, fat, skinny, race, gender, color, does not matter. And we're always amazed. We're always amazed where people get in their minds something else. And of course, I'm alluding to is an, uh, a temple shooting. So you had somebody uh, shooting up a temple. Pittsburgh, now Poway, California. I used to live right near there, by the way, Rancho Bernardo. 
You had somebody, Christchurch, or Christchurch in, in New Zealand, uh, shooting up. But was that a mosque? If I if I do recall, a church here. I mean, so the, it's everybody's getting it. And I love the political politics of it. People saying, "Oh, there's more white nationalists uh, doing the terror than the Islam." Gives a crap. Murder's murder. Everybody has to get po political points out of murder. I mean, holy crap. Murder's murder. And I, I don't know if we can ever understand what is in these people's brains. Oh, I'm going to go into a school and kill a bunch of little kids. Oh, I'm going to go into a church and uh, kill a you know, couple of hundred. I'm going to go into a temple because they're Jewish. They caught this kid. 19 years old? He said he did it because they're Jewish. Yeah, that's right. Those bad Jews. He did it because they're Christian. Oh, yes, bad Christians. Did it because they're, oh, bad Muslim. What? What? I don't have the answer, and they don't have the answer, and these po politicians who try to make political points off of it, they really don't have the answer. Anyway. Anyway, as we told you here, when I was 13 or 14, I was down in Sinesta Beach, Florida, at a junior tennis tournament. I used to do the junior circuit tennis. And there was this, it was like a cafe diner type place. And I was with a buddy of mine, a play, somebody I used to play with, and he was black. And we went up to this, it was like a diner cafe, and it's, it's, there was a sign that said, selective clientele only. You know what the hell that meant? Selective clientele only? What, what, what is that? And we walked in and they kicked us out. And I thought it was because we were young. And this lady looked at us. You're not the type of people we want in here. What? Huh? I got, so I got it when I was 13 or 14. And you know what I said? I was a, I was a wise ass. I said, I remember I said, I remember like it was yesterday. I remember what she looked like. I said to her, are you so stupid? You're, you're a business and you don't want our money? Then she closed the door on us. And I had to believe the people in there eating knew what that meant also. Selective clientele only. And I guess, it, you know, in different places around the country, you had that. And by the way, it wasn't just that my friend was black. It was I was Jewish also. And what's funny was is I had long hair and I, had a, I used to wear a headband and long hair. And she knew I was Jewish. I guess it was the New York accent. I don't know. So I've never understood it. I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Beto O'Rourke made our list today. We're segueing. We're away from the other stuff now. As you know, we have a list of uh, taxes that have been uh, proposed by the presidential candidates. I mean, it's like every day. And uh, just proposals, like breaking up big banks, breaking up tech companies, uh, executive action on country control. We're not taking a side. We're just telling you what they're proposing. Uh, who, uh, Swalwell wants it, uh, uh, executive action on gun control. Cancel student debt, free college, get rid of ICE, get rid of the Electoral College, all that crap. So Beto O'Rourke, he's uh, getting his you-know-what wiped right now because that new guy came in, Buttigieg, and took his thunder away. So let me tell you what this guy's proposing. And I'd like to say we're making this up. A $5 trillion commitment to fighting climate change. Okay, five trillion. What's five trillion? And paid for with taxes on the wealthy. Uh, you know, I don't even know what to say. 
So uh, five trillion bucks uh, to fight climate change. Uh, something to do with infrastructure and climate change. We can do better, and we'll just ta- take five trillion bucks out of the economy. And by the way, when I use the term economy, uh, when you take it out of people, you take it out of the real economy uh, to pay for it. Now, here's the funny part. One of the major groups behind the Green New Deal is attacking Beto O'Rourke because Beto O'Rourke doesn't do it fast enough. That we don't have till the year 2050 has to be done by 2030. Remember this new thing in 12 years, we're dead or else? Anyway, so Beto O'Rourke has now made the list in his latest act of desperation. And the list is just getting bigger. And by the way, the list is at GaryKate.com in my latest report. You can go check that out right now. Uh, by the way, appoint four new Supreme Court justices. You know why they want to do that. Just remember, a lot of these proposals is because they don't have the power they wanted. So you need more Supreme Court justices because it's on the conservative side now, even though it kind of isn't. Let me tell you, John Roberts is voting down the middle. Gorsuch has voted with the liberals. No, not kidding, on a couple of things. Anyway, you can go check that out. But uh, Beto O'Rourke, you're on the list. And it just never ends. It it never ends. A wealth tax, VAT tax, gas tax, carbon tax, financial transaction tax, capital gains tax on investments not sold. A higher corporate tax, a higher payroll tax with no cap, higher estate tax, health care tax. How about giving a check to every newborn? By the way, that's a proposal. Each newborn will get this amount of money and get this amount of money every year till they're 18. I think it's like a thousand bucks. I forgot who proposed that one. Yeah, a thousand bucks. Every year. That way, at the end of 18 years, they have 18,000 plus anything accrued from interest or whatever, and they're off to the races. But you're just taking it from one and giving it to the other. How much of that you want to do? And I've always said jokingly, I think some of these people would not mind if all our paychecks went to the government first to be doled out to us. And I say that sarcastically, but I'm not so sure it's sarcasm anymore. I think there's some people who wouldn't mind doing that. Anyway, the list is expanded. Yay. Beto. Beto, who's not polling too well. By the way, in case you don't know, Biden and Sanders are way ahead of the pack right now. I go to real clear politics. Pretty good stuff. Up next on The Edge. More on this, that, and the other thing. And whatever else. Thanks for being here. Oh, this is the one only invested in. You're listening to... What are you waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investors Edge with Gary Kulpah. And welcome once again to Investors Edge. Just remember our thought process. The forefathers would, would be rolling over in their graves of how much government there is now. The size, the scope, the reach of government. And the bias. And the bias. And the bias of government. Should have never been this way, and I don't think we can ever go back. I don't think we can ever go back. The words debt ceiling were a four-letter word many, many years ago where there used to be a fight about raising the debt ceiling. It's a fight. People fought it like crazy. Now economists say, got to raise the debt ceiling. Imagine economists that have taught in school too much debt is bad. 
balancing your budget's good. Nope, now you have to raise the debt ceiling. The rating services, that when debt goes up, your rating should go down. Say if we don't raise the debt, we're screwed. They put us in this soup. Remember the old line. It's a, it's a great line. I, I don't even know who came up with it, but it's the greatest. If you owe the bank a little bit of money, it's your problem. If you owe the bank an exorbitant amount of money, it's their problem. One of the great lines in history. Because of how much they put us into this position, we're forced to keep going into more and more and more and more debt. And they don't give a crap. But I got to interview both parties on the Bulls and Bears show in the last three, four weeks. Uh, Congressman, I believe his name is Dilby on the left, and I don't even remember the guy's name on the right. McCarthy, maybe? One of the head guys in the Republican Party. And I asked simply, what are you going to do about the debt and deficits? Dilby completely blew it off. We got investments to make. The other guy blamed the Democrats. Even though our debt ran up five to six trillion under George Bush with that fabulous Iraq war, which went very, very well. And even though Trump raised federal spending 250 billion a year as soon as he came in with Ryan and McConnell, they lied to you. So there's no hope in, in, in ever doing anything about it. Ever. Anyway. But it's going to be a fun 553 days to come. Uh, as we said, we are pre-taping the show, and we are going to close the show before the market closes. It's one of the, you know, we got to do it, Mondays and Thursdays, and sometimes other days when they ask me to do the uh, Bulls and Bears show on uh, Fox Business Network from 5 to 6. Uh, Dow 45, S&P up 6 and change, NASDAQ up 22, NASDAQ 100 up uh, 18. Uh, transport's getting hit. I mentioned the news on Amazon, so C.H. Robinson Worldwide. Transportation Logistics is down almost, uh, down almost 7 bucks. J.B. Hunt only down 2 and change. Oh, I got one other. Landstar. Symbol LSTR, another logistics company, down six and change. So Amazon not helping them companies out today, ladies and gents. And as I mentioned, Google in the aftermarket will have that fee tomorrow. Apple in the aftermarket tomorrow. And by the way, tomorrow will be pre-taping also. So you'll get Apple from us on Wednesday, but we'll write it up at the ever-popular over-the-top uh, GaryK.com. Your questions on the IPOs. It's simple. Why do stocks go up? Because institutions buy them up. And what they deem to be strong or great earnings or great sales growth or the next big thing or this, that, and the other thing, they start out with what they were able to get at IPO, which is always negligible. So guess what they have to do to get positions? And when you're a big fund, you've got to get big positions so they buy it up. Pinterest is up 4 bucks today to $34. $19 deal open in 25 it's 34, uh, 4 bucks as I write this, as I speak. Uh, great revenue growth. Earnings, they lost, they've always lost money until last quarter. They made a little bit of money. But no doubt institutions are accumulating that. And sometimes they'll accumulate it based on, oh, these fundamentals look great. And sometimes they'll accumulate it just based on, you know what, this is an IPO that's moving. Let's join the boat. And then, of course, close their eyes, hold their nose, and pray. So what you need to do, and I think you can go to IPO.com. I'm pretty sure there's something like that. Website for IPOs, recent IPOs. Start making your list. 
10 years from now, I guarantee you, biggest winners of 10 years from now are going to come from these initial public offerings. It's not going to come from Philip Morris. It's not going to come from Coca-Cola. You have a great evening. Drive carefully when you get home. Do like we do. Quite a simple. You all make sure you hug your children. Night, night, all. This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.